is Passion for Your Passions with Julie and Krista. Where today we're talking about more serious current events. Super serious. Okay, so you may be wondering, why is this episode out on this weird day that's not normal if any of you, one of you, follows the schedule? The Brazilian person. The one person. (laughs) (laughs) But we felt that this didn't really go with the last episode, which was current events, but we didn't want to get rid of it. There was a lot, so, because I edited this episode, there was a lot that I thought was really good about this part. We got very deep towards the end. Just FYI, the beginning is a little bit like I'm just talking about healthcare products and things. But (laughs) towards the end, we got very deep and very serious. And it was a very interesting conversation. And I just didn't want to just get rid of it because I thought it was important. So yeah, now you get a bonus episode that's going to seem super strange because it's what we do. That's going to premiere... Whenever I can get it to come here. Krista's been shot, so there's going to be delays. I got six shots today. Okay, guys. So we are on to our last little section, which we are calling well-being. Ah... We wanted to have kind of a well-being section. One, because I had a few sort of like products that I wanted to talk about that I've been using recently that I've found very helpful for me. And the thing that happens is when I find things like this that I think are very helpful for me, I want everybody in the world to know about it because I'm like, why didn't I know about this before? Why didn't anyone tell me? Yeah, I just, I want your life to be good. (laughs) My life to be good, your life to be good. So for this section, we have this as mental health, just kind of like general health, beauty, and also general wellness, which... Like mental (laughs) Sounds like we have said the same thing three times. I mean... But, you know, like physical health, fitness type things, mental health, and then, yeah, beauty beauty type of things. So those are kind of the sections... So, uh, one of the big things that I want to talk about, and I actually have it here, and Julie kind of made fun of me for it, because I have them here, but I didn't want to forget what these ones specifically were called. So, if people haven't heard of these, you really should. So, this is for anybody who has problems with acne, and if you're anything like me, I have a really big problem with imperfections, which I know that that sounds really weird, but like... If I have a hangnail, it drives me crazy. If I have a zit on my face, it drives me bonkers. Like, I don't know why, but I just, I can't. And one of the things that's been really hard, especially, you know, with the state of the current world and wearing masks and stuff, is I started getting a lot of acne. And it was, like, kind of okay because I could cover it up. That was nice, but it didn't really help with the how do I get rid of it type of thing. You know, I'd do the washing and it wouldn't necessarily help. So one thing I found are acne patches, which I think that this is a thing that some people know about. It is a more recent thing, but not everybody does. And essentially what it wor- how it works is 
these used to be things that people would use on wounds. Like, it was like, if you have an infection, you'd put it on an infection, and basically it draws out stuff. It does the same thing for acne. I will say, the thing about it, though, is it does have to be, like, it opens it, which, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm talking about acne, I don't know how else to say this. It has to be, like, a white head, essentially. Like, it, it's not going to really work on a black head, because that's not really a wound. The other thing is, too, is that there are some that work for cysts, which is another kind of issue that I've been having is I'll get like really deep acne and it's super painful. And then that sucks so much because there's nothing you can do about it. Like you can wash it, you can try to put the medicine on it, but it's still painful and there's not really much you can do to make the pain go away or to make it go away. It bothers me so much. I'll literally just cut on my face. I'm like, okay, you're going to get cut open because I can't fucking... <laughs> I can't yeah. wait for you to emerge. You're getting out now. Yeah, it's so painful. It's so bothersome. And I think like, so the way that I've heard this before is that deeper acne does tend to hurt worse. And I think it's because it's like closer to nerves. So you can also get acne patches that have, they're like micro crystals. And essentially what it does is it's, it's kind of like a needle. I think some of them are called like micro needles, but it, puts like the needle on the spot and then it helps medicine get in it. So then it helps it to heal faster. So the kind that I like to use, they're called Rael Miracle Patches. They have so many of these. Like if you search Rael Miracle Patches, you'll probably get like a dozen or so different varieties of these things. I just use this one because there's a lot of them in there. You can buy them at you know, wherever your local grocery store is. But the thing that I've found is like the ones that they sell at the, at least at my grocery store, it doesn't have a lot. It's like, they'll have like maybe 10 of them. And I'm like, no, I don't, I want like you to, I, I don't want to keep going to the grocery store and buying these stupid things. I just want to have a bunch. And I think like this one, it has like 90 and it's not that expensive. It's like maybe 10 bucks, maybe less than that. I can't remember off the top of my head, but somewhere in that range. And yeah, it's the kind of thing, if you have a spot, and especially like if it's a whitehead, you put it on, you go to sleep, and in the morning you take it off, and if nothing else, it's better. <laughs> so, that is kind of my first little beauty thing. The other one that I'll mention, just because I was talking to Julie about this, is I also tried zombie packs, which... Zombie packs are kind of more of like a beauty thing. I wouldn't say it's like to get rid of acne or any of that kind of stuff. I I don't know what it is exactly, and I couldn't find it before we started here. But essentially, it's like a little thing of powder, and then you put activator in it, and then you stir it up, and you put it on your face, like a face mask. And what it does is it like tightens everything, and it, it literally makes you look like a zombie. That's why they call it zombie packs, because it's just super tight and then the patches look really weird where the activator is put it on for 10 minutes you take it off Whew. it <laughs> makes your skin look so nice afterwards though because it like tightens all the pores and it like tightens your like lifts everything it, I'm it's gorgeous <laughs> yeah it's really nice so for anybody who's looking for a different kind of mask try zombie packs they are a bit expensive that's the only thing I'll say about them because I think it's like there was eight of them and I want to say it was like 30 40 bucks so it's not super cheap but 
it's worth a try. They're really, really nice. Use them before a hot date. I'm so young, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> I look beautiful. I look gorgeous. <laughs> All this stuff that I can actually, like, kind of do now. Whereas I couldn't... Well, I mean, I guess I could do a mask before, but... Before, the problem was, is, like, it's like, I have a mask on. You see this, but my eyes. <laughs> and that's it. My eyebrows. Mm-hmm. The, my part of the forehead, I guess. I got confused what you are going with there. I'm like, what, what do you mean? You were wearing a mask, like, the facial mask thing you wore? Or what are you talking about, like, for the pandemic? Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, no, so for my work, I had to basically wear a mask all the time. So for a lot of stuff, it just became pointless. Yeah. I mean, like, I know, like, during everything, there was a lot of people who were just kind of stuck at home. So it's like, oh, yeah, you could still do stuff at home. It's like, no, like, I had to go spend eight hours in a mask. It's like, I can't really do some of that stuff because then it, like, irritates. And you that was the whole thing I was talking about where I got more acne. Right. So it's nice to not wear a mask all the time. So mm-hmm. don't mess it up, people. <laughs> don't be fuckwits. Please. <laughs> I can't do it again. We can't do this anymore. <laughs> I only have so many cute masks and I hate washing them. <laughs> I'll just buy another. <laughs> I, I had to start doing paper ones because I was wearing... So at the beginning, I was wearing one that was not a very good one. It was like essentially just a piece of fabric. And it messed with my eyes really bad. Hmm. If um if anybody else has this problem, I will mention this too because this is kind of a lifesaver. Is if you have that problem, you need to get a mask that has like a nose piece in it because yeah. If you don't, basically what happens? I mean, it this really is only if you're wearing a mask a lot. You get hot air into your eyes and then it makes your eyes really dry and it's very irritating. So you want to get one with a nose piece. So that's what I did. I got one with a nose piece. But the problem was, is that this one was like very thick. (laughs) So it started to bother me in a whole different way. So then towards the end, I started wearing like uh, throwaway paper ones. Because I was like, I physically cannot wear this thick piece of fabric over my mouth anymore. I cannot breathe. I'm so irritated. And also it was hot. That was the other problem is I was like, this is too hot. I'm just like sweating (laughs) on my, in a very weird region. Yeah. Well, what happens to me is like, I'll get fur in it or something for my cats. And so then my nose just gets so tickled and I have to sit there like, I'm not picking my nose through my mask. I'm rubbing my nose through my mask because it's tickling me and I'm going nuts. (laughs) And so then there would just be like snot and spit like in my mask. I'm like, this is disgusting. (laughs) Just exhausting. Yeah, it was just because I wore cotton ones because it's the best thing for your skin. And I just, I guess my cats would find them when I threw them in the laundry or something. And I'm like, you goddamn assholes. Like, I'm I'm not even allergic and I'm going nuts. (laughs) That's funny. I mean, I don't think my cats messed with them much. So maybe that's how I won. But that does suck. (laughs) I don't know what happened. It was like, it was two, I have four and it was two in particular every time. I was like, my nose is ticklish. (laughs) I'm losing my mind. Yeah. Those ones particularly can't wear. You can't wear them. No. Well, I guess I will end things on a mental health note. Mental health time. It's just as important. With Julie, not with Krista. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I mean, like, I could have updates can, maybe. We'll, we'll see what you say. Okay. <laughs> this is working really great. <laughs> so smooth. <laughs> oh, what a nice 
Transition. <laughs> I want it to be that, but Sega. Oh, Sega. Like, yeah. segue. <laughs> Set, done, match. Okay. Anyway, mental health. <laughs> Clearly we're insane. It's fine. We're going to give you advice anyway. <laughs> so I feel this is something I've been struggling a lot with, and I feel like our podcast really encapsulates kind of like our perspective on this, and that it's okay to suck at stuff. Like... And that's easy to say when it's something you're starting new. Like, everyone knows, you know, you're probably not going to be good at this thing at first. Or if you do, it's kind of a lucky thing. Like, what have you. But with me in particular, I'm trying to get back to something that I used, like, used to be my life. Like, it used to be all-consuming. I was top-notch at this task. And now I'm really rusty. And all I can think about when I'm doing is, like, I used to be able to do this when I was 14. And now I can't, like... I will never get to that level again. And it like really ha- like sucks. Like I can't get past a certain wall because I'm just thinking like I could, I was able to do this and more and I was so much younger. Like what what's the disconnect? Like this shouldn't be that hard. But you have to give yourself slack and you have to just realize you're not going to learn things the same way you did. It's not going to work the exact same way. There's going to be things that came easy to you then and are now so hard for you because you're different. You're not the same person anymore, and that's okay. There's going to be other things that you could never do or that were just so impossible when you're younger that now you can. Like, it's just something that clicks that made so much more sense, and I'm really hitting that with music is what I'm talking about. So when I was younger, like, improv was not my fucking thing. I could not improv on an instrument to save my life. It just made no sense to me and now that's all I do like that's the easiest thing for me to do is just sit down on my piano or play my cello and just hang out just wing it like play some fun weird song do some melodies but then if I try to play like these complicated pieces I used to do I can't even get like four measures without wanting to slam my head like into the piano so my mental health thing is just to be patient with yourself and to realize that sucking at something is the first step to being good at something. Like that's as cliche as that is to say, you can't get good at something without being bad at it at first. Yeah. And I mean, I, I guess I kind of do have a lot that I could say on this topic. One is I kind of went through this kind of in a way when it came to writing, because basically And I don't know if I've talked about this at all on the podcast, like, that I do a lot of writing and, like, it's a thing that matters to me a lot. But basically when I was younger, I used to write a lot. And I don't think it was something I always talked with people about all the time because I don't even really know how much you know about, like, that I used to really, like, it was something I did constantly was I would write stuff. And I know we did projects together a lot. Because you got me into writing because I didn't give a shit about writing. And then, like hearing you talk about it and seeing like how much you wrote and everything made me go I should probably do this like this seems like a good thing to do and I just started writing to bond with you in a way like Hmm. it was another thing that we had together yeah I found that that's true with with a lot of people in my life which I find is interesting because they don't always tell me about it either (laughs) which is but when I was younger I used to write a lot at one point I did write a book which that's not really The reason why I say that is because, like, that... I'm just trying to point out, like, how into it I was when I was a kid. It didn't, like, go anywhere. I didn't do anything with it. But I did do that. Most of the time, though, I would say I didn't, like, write things to completion. It was more like, I'm... I have this idea. I'm gonna, you know, do a bunch of things with it. This, that, and the other. 
And that was kind of always the thing. And then for a while, I gave it up. And I'm not entirely sure why I did. I think it was a lot of things. I think some of it was me being really hard on myself and feeling like it was pointless. Yeah, like it was a waste of time. Like, what are you doing with this? Do you have other things? That's the same way I felt about music. It's like, well, what am I doing with this? I'm spending all of this time, all of this energy. What does it mean? I should probably focus on being an adult and just grow up. Like, it's one of those... I didn't exactly boo. <laughs> yeah, it's and I think it's definitely that. That's that's part of it. And then just the I don't know, like even just I have this thing sometimes, this is kind of more a me thing, that I don't like people to judge me. And I know like a lot of people don't like that, but like I really don't like it. Like if I have something and I enjoy it and like I don't want somebody to judge me, I won't tell you about it. Like, straight up, I will, like, block it out of my life because I I get so upset when people will judge me about certain things because it's just, like, I like it. Like, this is a thing that makes me happy. Like, I don't want to talk with you about it in a negative way, basically, is my whole justification. And I think that was part of what happened, too, was that I was, like, I don't want people to say negative things about this. Like, I just... I don't want to deal with it. it. So I think I just, I stopped doing it. And then two or three years ago, I started having like a really big desire to do it again. And it was really strange because it, it was weird. Like I couldn't do it the way that I wanted to. I think it was because I didn't really have like a computer that was like quite the way I wanted to do for the writing. So like I could write in a journal and like that was fine, but that wasn't like quite what I wanted to do. So I would always just kind of not do it. But I like, I, it kept happening. Like I kept having this thing where I would talk to my husband and be like, I want to do this. Like I need to figure out like how to make this work. And then I just wouldn't. And then I got into another thing where all of the things that I loved started ending <laughs> and they were ending really bad like this was around the time that game of thrones ended and all of that kind of stuff and i started getting upset <laughs> and i was like you know what like i need to write like i need to start writing things because like i keep getting upset about these things and it feels so stupid for me to get upset about it when it's like i'm not doing anything about it like you're being a hypocrite in a way yeah it's like Oh, I could have written a better ending. It's like, well, I'm not, though. Like, yeah, I'm not writing stuff, that. so what's the point? Yeah. So then I just, it was that, and then there was also, there was something that inspired me, too. That was the other thing, was I started listening to a podcast, and the podcast was, like, all about storytelling and stuff, and it was, like, I finished listening to that. It's, I don't know why I'm saying this secretly. It was The Adventure Zone, <laughs> which I think plenty of people know about, but... That was the thing where after I listened to it, I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm being so hard on myself for something that is so stupid. Like, like basically feeling like I can't write stuff unless it's like essentially Tolkien. It's yeah. like, no, that's stupid. It's like, just write just stuff. Just do it. Just yeah. have fun with it. So now, pretty much since then, which I don't think I have like a date for exactly when I started this. I've like pretty much been writing every day. For like almost like two years now, mm -hmm. which is wild to think about. Yeah. But I really like doing it. I mean, like I said, I pretty much do it every day. So I don't know. 
music for me has been on and off for like, if I don't have time, I don't have time. Like it's because it frustrates me. It's one of those things I have to really sit down and be like, just fucking do it. Like just fucking play the piano. Like it's fine. But I think what really spurred me into being like, okay, music needs to be in my life. Like I don't, it's always been a part of my life, but it's this other component of playing that I've just decided like, this is what I want to do. And it's the idea of when people ask about your dream job, even though that's a capitalist scam bullshit thing that I know now. <laughs> anyway, when they say like, okay, so like what if the average day is this, are you still happy? So when I like, for example, like if I wanted to be a wildlife, like biologist, what's the average day? Oh, digging raccoons out of trash cans. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to do that a lot. <laughs> that's, that sounds shitty. I only want to do the 10%. That's cool. When I think about music and like, I wanted to be a score composer. When I think about that, what's the shitty version of that? What's the shitty day? I'm probably writing like a porn background or like a stupid app <laughs> jingle. I would love to do that. Like, I don't care. Like, that sounds great. I would have fun with that. So to me, that made me realize like, I need to do this. Like, this is the thing I need to do. Mm-hmm. But I can't do it every day. <laughs> so it's, it's a real struggle in that way. Yeah. And I mean, there's definitely levels that are hard. I mean, about that in general. I mean, typically the reason why I do it every day is because it's really, it's the momentum. It's to keep me doing it, to keep it going, to keep me, like, basically, I just don't stop with it. And like, there, I will say, there's days that I hate it. And I will point out that this is kind of a thing about all creative things. Like, there's going to be days that you hate it. It's the way creativity works. And I know some people don't want to believe that. There will be days that you will hate it. (laughs) It will not be your passion that day. Yeah, you will be writing sentences and you're like, I fucking hate myself. Every one of these things is so stupid. But the thing is, and I, like I said in my story, I have definitely learned this. It is better to put the words on the page than to not to. Because if you don't, you won't. Yeah. And at least you'll have words on the page. And that is what revisions are for. <laughs> and you can always go back. Yeah. But the thing with music now is I'm rewriting pieces I don't like. So I keep, I've been taking ones that I knew how to play. And then doing them in a way I think makes more of a point. And I eventually, like, I have a whole list of things to do. But, like, there's this movie I watched. I think I screamed at you about it because it made me so fucking mad. I like the movie. Had a good premise, had good actors. The music was the dumbest thing, and it ruined so many glorious moments of this movie. And for the most of it, I could ignore it. It was very just, like, okay. The very end is, like, this big, beautiful, epic opener. And this stupid motherfucker who hasn't done a piece of music since because he didn't deserve it ruined it he ruined it i was like i can't watch this scene i love this scene and you ruined it (laughs) so it's on my list to rewrite this and send it to somebody be like this is what you should have done this is trash (laughs) what is this movie uh a little bit of chaos okay it's got alan rickman in it kate winslet another known actor in it but basically alan rickman is like the king of france and he wants an epic garden designed and Kate Winslet ends up being, like, the great creator of it with this other dude who she falls in love with. Like, it's a very cliche kind of. But Alan Rickman, of course, is amazing in it. And right. it's a beautiful, like, I like the storyline about gardens and everything. But fucking... I looked at that score because I'm like, who the fuck did this? Like, it made me so mad. And essentially, he, like, is a cello player. And he did a few things. And after this movie, I think he did one show. 
I'm like, yeah, everyone knew you were trash. Like, who gave you these opportunities? Like, God. He had a full orchestra at his disposal. Like, he had all these, all the gloriousness that I desire was at his fingertips. And as a 14-year-old, I could have done better. Like, trash. <laughs> oh, it's so interesting sitting across from the score. <laughs> Fucking trash. Well... I do have one more point that I will make about this, and this is really just for anybody who wants, like, a different perspective about kind of this thing that we're talking about. I listened to, a while ago, a book that was, like, kind of about this. It's called Big Magic, and it's pretty good. Like, for anybody who wants to learn about, it's not, I wouldn't say it's, like, just about a creative life, but just doing things that fulfill you I think you should give this book a try because so like one of the stories in there that kind of like reminds me of what you were saying at the beginning of this whole long thing that we're talking about was this story of this author's friend who she was like maybe 40 years old or something and kind of had a little bit of a midlife crisis and when she did one of the things that she was thinking about was like oh you know like I'm not happy so when was the last time that I was really happy? Like, you know, I did things that fulfilled me, all this kind of stuff. And she came to the realization that it was when she was like 10 years old and was a figure skater. And she ended up stopping being a figure skater because basically she wasn't good enough. That was the whole thing. She wasn't good enough. So what was the point was essentially what it came to. It's like, you're just wasting time. Moved on. But then at 40, when she was having this midlife crisis, she was like, you know what? I should just do this. Like, I should do this thing, go out of my way and do it. So she did. And she started taking lessons and like doing it all the time. And one of the things that came up from this was that whole same thing of like, well, what's the point? Like, why would you do this? Like, you're never going to be a figure skater. You're too old or whatever it is. And it's like, that's not really the point. Right. And sometimes I think that that's an okay realization to have is like not everything you do has to have a point necessarily. Yeah. If you're happy and it brings you fulfillment, it that's the doesn't point. really matter. Yeah. Yeah. That I was reading about that and that's like a capitalist thing to say like, what's your value? Like your time is valuable, obviously. So where are you spending it? Is that a task that could be profited from? Well, that's not what being creative was ever about. Like, being creative was about expressing it. It was about being creative. It wasn't about, like, making money, making progress, doing this stuff. But that's what's been turned into. And so, like, I, that's an especially hard thing for me to get over. That's my whole life. Even with baking. I remember I had, like, a whole breakdown because my mom literally was like, so what are you doing with this? You spent three years on this. What are you planning? I'm like, I wasn't planning anything. I just did it. Like, it was just a thing. She's like, well, you've spent so much time and money and like, you need to start thinking about what you want to do with it in the future. What? Like, I was like, I, I haven't done that. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I just did it. People just started wanting things from me and I did it. Like, I don't yeah. know. And then going through that, I realized like, I don't need to ask myself that fucking question. Like, Sure, if I want to go to school for it, if I want to spend mil like all this thousands of dollars on it, if I want to make it my life, okay, then you should probably ask that question of like, do you really have the resources and means to do this? And is it worth it? Okay, I'm baking like on the weekends, like I'm not 
it's not my livelihood and I don't plan for it to be. And so like music can be that same thing. Anyone, anything could be that people need an escape. People need creativity and yeah. to try to force that on people, even if you have good intentions, it's just not right. It's not what it was meant for in the first place. Yeah. And I mean, you know, if you're enjoying something, you might as well be. It's, it's funny because we, we live kind of in a very weird world where like certain hobbies, I mean, even like, I mean, okay, so there's the thing that you said, but there is also the idea of that certain hobbies are okay, but then certain ones aren't. So like, you can make the comparison of like sports. Sports is considered to be a good hobby. Like that's... That's healthy. You're supposed to good. do that. Well, but watching sports. Oh, even. sorry. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, that's a good hobby for people to have, you know, watching on TV or going to sports or whatever, or going to the bar and drinking. I think a lot of times people are like, yeah, that's something when you're in your 20s, you're supposed to do. And it's like, but then if you're playing video games or if you're painting or something like that, it's like considered like, what's the point? Why are you doing weird? That? Yeah. I think that's more of an introvert versus extrovert hobbies. Or, like, extroverted hobbies, like, obviously that's to socialize and bond and create, like, all this, that's normal. That's what you're supposed to do. While, like, introverted hobbies are seen as a, like, well, is there a reason why you felt like doing that by yourself? Like, is it because you're great? Is it because it's going to amount to something? It's like, no, I can just fucking be by myself. What's so hard about that? Yeah, maybe sometimes I don't want to bond. Like, maybe I hate people. (laughs) What's your fucking problem? You're making a point to just make it more accurate. Like, yeah, there's a reason. It's because I get asked these dumbass questions. Like... (laughs) I think that's really what it is when I think about, like, all the hobbies that have those kinds of questions versus the ones that don't. It's, like, extroverted versus introverted or, like, the stereotype of women versus men genderized where it's, like, oh, cooking, obviously, as a woman, you should cook. Okay. (laughs) Well, it's also, that's funny. I think I was talking about that somewhat recently, which, I mean, we're getting long and we can wrap this up after this, but, like, that, you know, back in the Middle Ages or whatever... Like, you know, everything was a man's. Like, that's what they like. So, like, making shoes, making clothes. Like, men did all of that stuff. And it's like, I don't know why it's, like, in the last hundred years or so it's become genderized. It's like, no, men can make shoes. Men, you probably should cook. Like, you have to (laughs) Everyone should cook. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So you should probably learn. Oh, it just cracks me up when guys are like, I don't know how to cook. Like... Everyone should know how to cook, fuck. Like, yeah, I mean, at least some things. Yeah. You don't have to be, like, a five-star chef. But you don't have to be me, but, like... <laughs> maybe know how to make eggs. That's, That's pretty hard. pretty simple. Yeah. <laughs> Put it in the pan. <laughs> and butter. Don't, don't cook it too high. That's, that's it. <laughs> yep. Don't let it stick. Don't cook it too high. Nailed it. Yep. Don't put shells in it. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, on. that too, but... <laughs> Like, other than that, you pretty much can't fuck it up. <laughs> you could boil it. There's so many ways There's to so cook. There's so many ways. <laughs> and you look it here. up, takes like five minutes. Well, not to boil an egg, but like pretty much everything else. <laughs> You're making eggs sound much more difficult all of a sudden. <laughs> like, wait, now there's different times. Nope, that you can do. Sorry, all you men folk or women folk who can't cook and are now confused by eggs. <laughs> well, I just, I don't know. It always confuses me because there's certain cooking things where people really struggle with it. And I'm like, mine's pasta. They're like, I don't know how to cook pasta. What do you mean? It's literally boiling it. Yeah, but it's, it's like if you follow a recipe, there's like some stuff where people, it's like, why can't you follow a recipe? Will you explain to me, like, don't put salt in it. It doesn't say to. That's all you have to do. Why did you put salt in it? 
you nobody made you do that. <laughs> that was all you, man. <laughs> no, one of my pet peeves is like you know on BuzzFeed and BuzzFood they'll post like those videos of them making something, and someone will share it. Go, someone make this for me. I'm like, they told you how. They told you right there. Like, why are you asking someone else to do it? It's right fucking there. The whole point is that you see what they did and then you do it if you want it. Like, I don't understand. It was such a pet peeve. People did that or they'd share it and link me like, Julie, can you make this? I'm like, you can too, piece of shit. Like, it's right. It tells you what to do. It shows you what to do. Yeah. (laughs) This is the thing I don't understand. Why can't people follow recipes? I don't know. This is the problem. It's like, (laughs) it's like, okay, I under, granted, I understand that there are some recipes that are harder than others. That's not the ones I'm talking about. I am literally talking about the one that's like, this is how you make a fried egg and people can't do it. I don't know. Because it's like, literally, all you have to do is what it says. I literally, (laughs) I asked someone one time, they're like, oh, I don't know how to cook. I went, oh, well, what about recipes? I'm bad at math. I just looked at him like, uh, so, so, um, like what, what does that have to do? <laughs> and there's like, you know, with those fractions and stuff, I'm like, it just says it on the fucking cup. I don't <laughs> like, I don't understand what your problem is. <laughs> are you so bad at math that numbers are just like a phantom to you? I don't understand. You could just see it. <laughs> like it's, it's on the, the cups. <laughs> yeah. What are you, what are you doing? Yeah. And then like, other than that, it's like two eggs i am like, I'm like how how hard is it i don't understand you're not counting the chips and the cookies i don't get it <laughs> well i feel like this ended up being a very weird rant but i mean this wouldn't be a passions for your passions if it wasn't so rant. yeah i think i think that's it i think uh we have some good messages and some things and now now you know also you now know how fucking weird we are <laughs> with food. <laughs> I like how that's a tangent we went on. It's like, this is weird and it's gonna alienate a bunch of people. But hey! This was Passion for Your Passion with Krista and Julie where this time we talked about current events and obsessions and hobbies. Next time, we're talking about Harry Potter! Finally! <laughs> We're doing it. We're finally talking about it officially. I get to rant about Voldemort. <laughs> you can't keep my